Let's return to Weinberg on the Law on TalkZone.com. Once again, here's your host, Attorney Scott Weinberg. We're happy to welcome to the uh, show Sheriff uh, Jack Welsh. He's the Lenaway uh, County Sheriff. Where we know all this has been going on, uh, that's really caused uh, looked at national attention here in Adrian, Michigan. Uh, um, we wanted to talk to him about uh, what's going on there locally. Good morning, uh, Sheriff. Good morning. Sheriff, one of the things, obviously, that uh, has been reported all around this uh, this country and all the stations, but it really doesn't show the local reaction. What's going on in Adrian? How they uh, how they come to grips with such national attention? I think uh, they're kind of shocked, just like everybody else around the country, that you know this is a, an offspring group of people, and we're kind of a rural county. We have 100,000 population, but uh, where they're at was a rural area, and. and uh, I think we're just like everybody else. We're kind of shocked that they they uh, had those extreme beliefs and and threats that they threatened to carry out. Now, are there many militia groups locally uh, in Adrian or in uh, Lenawee County? We have a couple. We have the Michigan militia, who I talk to uh, once in a great while, and we never really had any incidents with them. I've talked to them face-to-face since I've been the sheriff, and... Uh, we really not had any incidents with them at all. You know, one of the reports, and I, you can, I assume it's true, is that the neighbors were talking about where they would actually hear uh, guns going off, or that there was some, you know, local activity, but they thought it was just quite frankly naturally. Is that is that regular in that community, or is it unusual to have guns go off like that? It probably wouldn't be unusual out in that area. It's out in it's it's out in the country and and uh, dirt roads, and you know, to have people shooting target practicing, things like that, probably wouldn't be unusual. I, I haven't heard um, that we've had any complaints out there of any unnecessary you know, or unusual gunfire or an excessive amount. Uh, I understand that uh, uh, yesterday from listening to the gentleman over in Hillsdale County that, that housed Josh Stone there for a couple of days that they actually did some of their practicing over there, so that might explain why we, we didn't get a lot of it. Now, a bunch of these people, I understand, including the son, really grew up in the community. Is that right? Uh-huh. So it's, it, it, there was one article we were reading about that uh, they were talking about where the – I forgot which one it was. It might have been Stone that they were looking at his yearbook. Uh, his yearbook, he just seemed like an otherwise normal guy. No one ever knew that they were harboring these just malicious, really, really anti – um, establishment, but let alone obviously anti-police feelings, and had such a destructive type of um, a plan. I mean, it's right. unbelievable that they can live in our communities and nobody knows what's going on. Uh, you're right, and and to be honest with you, I had not heard of that group until I had some contact uh, with the FBI a few months ago that uh, advised me that they were doing an investigation, but uh, I was not aware of that group. I was aware of the militia group that we have here, and and I've talked to them before, but uh, these people were not on my radar screen. Well, uh, hopefully it doesn't put any kind of black eye in the county, because I know it's otherwise, obviously, a very law-abiding right. county. But do you, have you had problems before where um, you've had some local people that have um, really caused that kind of situation and it's blown out of proportion? Do you think this is being blown out of proportion? Do you think it's uh, it's really uh, uh, it's something to be fearful of? I don't think it was blown out of proportion. I think um, I think the FBI did a, a great job of investigating it, and uh, I'm just thankful that they had the tools and the resources to 
do an ongoing investigation like that and that they were able to uh, put a stop to it before something actually happened. So um, I'm, I'm grateful to them. Uh, is it as I've never known of us to have any problems like that. I mean, you know, as police officers, we get threatened occasionally by different people. But I've, you know, and, and it's such a small group, too, that that I'm not sure that uh, the whole community really um, knew anything about it either. Is it uh, is it something where you think other might, a militia group might have turned them in locally? Do you know how they actually came across this militia group? I do not know how they actually came across, and I understand that, that right now they're not uh, releasing that information. Well, that makes sense. You know, ongoing investigation. Well, I listen, I'm a criminal defense attorney, and I obviously have uh, police up on the stand all the time, but I never understood and can never understand where people don't realize that, quite frankly, people are cops, too, and they're just doing their job. Right. And, you know, whether you agree with what they do or not, I mean, they're always there to at least try to... Uh, uh, be uh, hopefully as uh, as honest as possible, but they should never be focused on any kind of terrorist activities. So, you know, I'm I'm glad at least they uh, stopped it for anything uh, uh, drastic happened. That's for sure. Absolutely, and and I think a lot of the militia groups have actually pretty much denounced them and and not really supporting them or have anything to do with them. That's the understanding that I'm getting. Is it something where uh, have, do you have ongoing discussions, or do you have the the your uh, community there have relations with the malicious groups where they will, for instance, if they want to have a protest or something like that, they'll have to go get the community support or some type of local license to be able to do that, and the sheriff department's involved. I'm not aware of them having to get any local licenses, uh, and I know they used to have, in the summer times, they used to have a, a gathering uh, out in the county. I'm not sure they had to get a permit because it was at a park, but we never had any trouble at those. So these people never have really had any demonstrations or were carrying signs, you know, down with the police or something like that? No, no, not not that I'm aware. Not the militia groups that we normally deal with, and as I say, this is a, an extremist group that, really is an offspring from the normal militia folks that we deal with and talk to. And uh, I've never known the local militia to threaten any of our local police or anything like that. You know, one of the lawyers was quoted in this. He said, and I'll just quote, all you got is a lot of talk from people who like to dress up in fatigues and carry around guns in the woods. What, what do you think about that? Well, um, I believe the FBI thought that it was more than that, or and, uh, obviously, or they wouldn't have done what they they did. But uh, um, I, I don't think that's true. I think I think based on the FBI's information that there was something credible there. I guess we'll never know for sure if they would have actually carried it out because they didn't get a chance to, which is good. Well, that's a good thing, that's for sure. Right. Well, Sheriff, thank you for joining us this morning, and uh, we'll follow it, and hopefully uh, we'll get you back on if uh, if we uh, have any other information that uh, that we can get from you on it. I appreciate you being on the show this morning. All right, no problem. Have a great day. Thanks a lot. All right, bye. You know, I don't know, quite frankly, and after talking with uh, several different people, including a, a sheriff and, and a couple uh, uh, people that are involved specifically with federal crimes like that, how do you ever know if someone is serious about committing a crime? You know, this is this is not minority report. I mean, this is not where we can go and be put in prison for the crimes that we might commit. Now, there is a fine line, and we talk about it all the time in court. There is a fine line between a criminal organization that is planning on committing 
some type of crime, especially here, and clearly no one should ever plan to uh, to injure or murder a government official or, or the police. And yet it's still a fine line to have freedom of speech under our Constitution and to be able to talk about things that are potential or what we're thinking about and the fine line between that and actions taken to further that type of crime. And clearly the federal government felt that when you have this type of organization, a militia, that feels that the U.S. government is a terrorist organization, that they wanted to reclaim the nation, as they say, that they put a federal agent in undercover, and for at least eight months he went around with them and trying to decide, is this something that is just talk, or is it something that we should properly get involved? And when they asked the agent to provide explosives to be used in an attack, clearly and they felt that it, that it crossed the line, that they wanted to make armor-piercing bombs and use pieces of road signs as shrapnel, they felt they had to step in. And there's no question, now that they're being held, that now the defense has to come up with, well, what is going on other than simply the government feeling that this is an organization that was talking about it? Do they have enough evidence that we can try to challenge in terms of going through and saying, hey, now our guys might be in jail, held without bond for up to two years, let's say, on simply words that they were using, on simply a, a an ability to commit a crime. And yet, what evidence does the federal government have to show they cross that thought line, that First Amendment speech line, to be able to say, okay, they were going to do this. It was far enough where now we had to protect our government officials and our police. So that, in any kind of criminal case, is a fine line that once a criminal enterprise is created and someone crosses that line, I'm telling you right now, if the government knows about it, especially the federal government, they're going to step in and stop an organization before they commit that crime. And clearly it can protect individuals. The question is, when does it violate our constitutional rights? So we'll be watching this, uh, we'll definitely be watching this closely and seeing whether or not not only are the hearings that are going to come up going to show that the government either crossed a line or, quite frankly, saved lives. And sometimes it's more important to save the life and to be able to challenge the issues on our freedom of speech. And other times it's uh, when there is no life that's being threatened, but it's simply our property. We still have to protect our constitutional rights, but we have to be able to hire the right lawyers. we got to be able to um, have ways to challenge those type of either uh, rights that are being violated or challenge the laws. If you have any other questions, uh, just give us a call here at 1-800-7100-LAW. That's 1-800-7100-529. You know, one of the other things that's uh, that's going on in the news this this holiest of holidays, this this gorgeous Easter Sunday, is I'm sure everybody knows what's going on with the Catholic Church. As we all know it, the Church remains defensive in abuse cases as the scandals have rocked 
this uh, Catholic world and the Vatican over the last week or so. And uh, the news stories are clear that amid celebrations marking this holiest of week, this this uh, Easter Sunday weekend to the Catholic Church has continued to close ranks around the Vatican. And clearly there's the church's sexual abuse scandal, but it shows no sign of easing. And, you know, one of the things that my background uh, is when I used to be a prosecutor, one of the things I did was I was actually a sex crimes prosecutor. I prosecuted Many, many, many people that were in positions of authority, including teachers and uh, parents, but even city employees that would abuse their right as having authority over children to be alone with them and then take advantage of them. And I can't tell you how the, the, the thing that bothers me most about this debacle with the Vatican is now that... It seems, and here even on Friday, the revelations and the abuses in the cases regarding these two Arizona priests, it cast doubt on the insistence that Pope Benedict played no role in shielding pedophiles before he became Pope. And what I'm going to leave you with is something we're going to talk about next weekend, is not only did a the Vatican protect individuals that they knew or should have known were committing crimes. I mean, that is clear. That was what was going on, potentially at least, in this uh, in this scandal. But would we ever allow the superintendent, for instance, of one of our local uh, districts to know that the teacher in the second grade was molesting a student and simply move him to a different elementary school? And could we, can we compare that with what was going on with the knowledge of certain individuals in the Vatican or certain individuals with the Catholic Church that they simply moved the players around in order to protect the reputation of the organization? Would we ever allow that to happen in our schools? So we're going to talk about that next week here and uh, on Weinberg Law. I hope one of the things that you'll get as this show progresses, is that we really want to make sure that not only are your rights protected, but you're aware of your rights, that you know exactly where the statutes are coming from, why we have them, how to follow them, and if you don't follow them, if you find yourself in the predicament that you and your family, you or your family, has been accused of violating the law, that we're actually going to be able to protect your rights under the Constitution in the state and in the uh, country. One of the main things that we are always going to talk about is your ability to protect yourself with a good lawyer. So just remember, if you have any problems during the week and you're not able to talk to the show or talk to me uh, personally, call our uh, 1-800 number for a free advice line at 1-800-7100-LAW. It's one 800 7100529 and we will always try to uh, answer your questions and be able to give you clear straight advice from not only the heart but the mind so wake up america this is going to be your wake up call every sunday morning at 9 to 10 a.m. on CBS radio 1270 WXYT
Weinberg on the Law on WXYT Detroit, AM 1270. The preceding was a paid presentation of the Legal Line Network. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views of WXYT and CBS Radio. 1270 AM, WXYT and WXYT HD Detroit, a CBS radio station.